Good morning and welcome to room 6BCDAEIOUWTF.4. Our first panel today will be the continuation. Alrighty, guys, this is part two of the continuation. I am here with Evan and Josephine. And this is Tyler, of course. And we're going to talk a little bit. This is now past Comic Con. So Evan and Josephine both did not have any tickets. So what did you guys do exactly? <laughs> well, I walked around. I had I met you at the end of your lunch. I then drank a glass of water, walked back. <laughs> we recorded under a tree. I took a video of some people doing the Assassin's Creed course. And then I went back to the train and went back to Carlsbad to my grandmother's place and hang out with, hung out with her and my uncle. Yeah, that was pretty much it. I mean, but you saw the cosplay and you saw the other <laughs> events that were going on out there. I mean, what so miserable. It was. Uh, <laughs> and I felt so bad. Well, yeah, because... <laughs> I was crying the whole time. Yeah. You know, it was normal. I didn't even get to sit with him and have, like, lunch. Like, he, Tyler was with a couple people and I just sat down and was like, oh, cool, hey, guys. And they were like, yeah, we're just finishing up. And, like, I just sat there <laughs> drinking some water. And then it was like, oh, okay, we got the check. And I was like, all right. <laughs> Didn't even get to buy to eat. Oh man, I'm so oh, sorry. Tyler, no, I'm yeah, I mean, bad. I was I was running around, man. Like I, well, you I, were exhausted. I I still am. Yeah. I'm still recovering from it. Um. Okay. So, Josephine, what did you do? You well, were there for a full day. Yeah. Well, uh, as close to a full day as I could be. Um. I was cosplaying as Gogo from Big Hero Six, and nice. I met up with some of my other, you know, Big Hero Six cosplayer friends. And uh, yes, I will show you guys photos later. Um. Yeah, and uh, basically we walked around outside and just, we went to the Big Heroes, Big Heroes, oh my god, uh, the Heroes Reborn uh, booth, and then so they had that whole promotion. They had a 4D uh, presentation of the show, but we didn't want to actually wait in line for that one because that was two and a half hours long, so we went to the shorter one. Jesus, which was for the offside of it? Yeah, this is for the offside stuff, so we only went to the one that was an hour long instead, and we got to see like the props they had in the show, um, and also we took a 4D was it for, sorry 3d ish kind of photo where you know you had flames coming out of your hand um and then we went to the interactive area outside of petco park and then so they had a lot mm-hmm. of stuff going on out there food trucks and everything um and then i went i went to a nerds of color meetup afterwards but that was in the hyatt oh that's right hyatt. how was yeah. that it was good i mean i met some people i've you know never met before uh and just i guess you could say networked if anything um and then afterwards you know hung out with tyler we went to bubs to eat Nice. So that was a good ending to a day, but it was very exhausting. That was a really fun day. Yeah, it was. It was the whole day was exhausting. I, we, I was uh, I was with Albert and a bunch of. I mean, the whole thing about this convention was that I was meeting up with all my past friends, and there are so many of them that I've made over the years. And I, it's so hard to meet up with people because so of hard how being popular. massive Ugh. it is. Well, no, <laughs> it's just how massive it is, and how many people, how many people there are, and we how many things to do. We ran into your neighbors walking down the street. Yes, yeah, I, I, yeah, that's right. We did run into my, we ran into Eric and Amantha. Um, that's right. Who are uh, I think past and will hopefully be future guests again. Um, but yeah, I mean it's it's massive. You'll see people you don't really see that often. Like I saw my friend D. If you're, hopefully you're listening, uh, I haven't seen her since my first year, which was eight years ago, and uh, we 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 saw each other twice. We bumped into each other at Nerd HQ, and then uh, basically we like try to find each other like crazy. Um, through Messenger, and we finally saw each other. That was where I ran off when we went to go eat at at, uh, at Bubs. Oh yes, where you, when I, oh. I, just, I just like basically just darted well, you out. You ditched of the everybody table for like a good everybody. half hour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just realized I met you right after my freshman year of college, summer of two thousand nine. Yeah. 
Holy shit, I'm old. I know. We, we've, we've, been, we've been doing this for a very long time already. Yeah. And we did, our, <laughs> we did the first podcast. Half a decade already for you and I. Yeah. Shit. Dude, what are we going to do when it hits, the, hits a decade? I don't know. Let's ask Albert. Yeah. We want to do our midlife crisis He's together? He's years old, guys. Remember. That's true. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But um, the next in- – so the first interview on this episode is going to be with Rob Paulson, who I know Evan and I both are yeah. very big fans of. United States, Canada, Mexico, Panama, Haiti, Jamaica, Peru. Wow. Republic Dominica, Cuba, Caribbean, yeah, Greenland, El Salvador, too. Puerto Rico, <laughs> Colombia, Venezuela, Honduras, Guyana, and still Guatemala, Bolivia, then it- Ecuador, and then I lose it. That's, I mean, just, just that getting was, that far. That was pretty good. That Bolivia. was pretty good. Ecuador, Chile, Brazil, Costa Rica, Belize, Costa Rica, Belize, Nicaragua, Bermuda, Bahamas, Tobago, Three Juan. hours later. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. Yeah, but... No, um, that's where I forget. Oh, okay. No, I mean, okay, so one thing, it was amazing because I, I didn't say this on the first podcast, but I went to Comic-Con with newer recording equipment only with the idea of just recording at night uh, in the hotel room. However, I started to bring it with me. I bought a cheap case from Amazon, and I just started walking around. Then I ran into Doug Jones, who remembered me, and then I ran into Gene Yang. And I was like, "Can I, can I just get an interview with you?" And it just everything kind of sparked from there. And I was able to. And I was, I am so nervous. My first three interviews, which was Gene Yang, and then Doug Jones, and then it was. Uh, I actually think it was actually Rob Paulson was my mm. no 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 Yehudi, and then yeah Rob Paulson was my fourth one. So at that time, I was a little less nervous but then also he was like one of my childhood heroes and i wanted to be a voiceover actor so i was like i wasn't nervous because i was inexperienced i was nervous because i'm like 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 i'm talking to like one of my heroes who i've met several times before we when we mentioned that in the interview but like it's just it's it's so weird being one-on-one and then of course having him on microphone right in front of me it was kind of frightening and a little bit it was and it was just awesome at the same time did you have a picture with him years ago, or is that Doug Jones you had the picture with? Years I had uh, a picture with Doug Jones years ago. I met Rob I, I would go to Rob Paulson's uh, podcast called Talking Tunes, which you should uh, um, you should definitely listen in. It's a great podcast, and I we actually plug it as well in the interview. Yeah, I, I've met Rob I think a total of five times so far. Wow. So he didn't recognize me this last time because I had a beard. He said, "I mean, he, every time I see him, he goes like, oh, I, I know you,' like every single time, which is great. <laughs> which is also kind of, I mean, I hope he doesn't say that just to everybody, but maybe <laughs> he said that to me too. Really? I'm just kidding. I was, I I was like, do you, know who the, do you know who he Josephine, is? Nope. For a second there, broke Tyler's heart into a million pieces. I know. <laughs> it was glorious. I know. I almost wrote like a whole like sad <laughs> novel about it. <laughs> <laughs> No, but uh, anyway, so any last words before we go uh, with the end of the segment to before with the interview? Uh, no, I I love Rob Paulson. I've loved all his voiceover work for many years, and I hope to keep hearing him in a lot of different stuff. Mm-hmm. I hope they keep bringing back uh, some more interesting cartoons yeah. uh, like they used to do. In the exactly. Past. Same with what you were saying, and I mean, Comic-Con in general, next year maybe we'll actually have badges and Absolutely. we can stop wallowing outside. Yeah, so <laughs> Josephine and I hugging each other, crying while... Well, a bunch Tyler of... ditches us. Yeah. Don't mean Bye, to. Bye, guys. Oh, I'm flipping do. you off upstairs in the window. <laughs> Look how nice it is to be inside. Alrighty. Josephine and I just do a pub crawl for the rest of the day. Yes, yes. Alrighty, guys. Enjoy this interview with Rob Paulson. We'll be right back. This is Tyler. I'm live here with Rob Paulson. Hi. The Rob Paulson. Oh, my, shucks. Oh, man. It's thank you, Tyler. such a hero. Your podcast is amazing, Talking Tunes. Thank you, I buddy. listen to it constantly. And I've thank been you a couple, for coming. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for coming to the live shows at the Improv. Absolutely. And you're definitely one of the nicest, like, greatest like uh, people. It's, it's so great when you can finally, like, 
meet one of your heroes and them to be somebody well, like you. That and makes my day. Thank you, buddy. I <laughs> appreciate that. I want to ask first. So you you talk constantly about how you know how to get into uh, voice acting and how you've gotten into voice acting. Um, has is it changed kind of like now that you kind of reached this this status and you're able to do like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and you. You're just like I kind of own this character, and um, I want to do I want to do something else. How is it when you do multiple thing, multiple projects at once? Well, I've had the good fortune of doing multiple projects several times, um, especially during the '90s. Gosh, yeah, there was a time in which I was doing I think seven different series. I was doing Pinky and the Brain, Animaniacs, The Mask, The Tick, Mighty Max, uh, Goof Troop. Oh wow! Geez, I don't know. Um, um, <laughs> Tasmania, it was all that stuff. The great thing about what we do, voice actors do, is that we're not limited by, A, the way we look, which is great, because yes. there are a million average looking white guys with SAG cards yeah. um, <laughs> in LA, and we're only limited by the people nice enough to hire us and the, time, and the, and the amount of time. Yeah. Obviously, we don't draw the characters and write them. It's a very collaborative effort, but generally our recording sessions don't last much, excuse me, I'm gonna sneeze. That's okay. <laughs> Oh, don't last much more than about two to four hours. Yeah. So we often can do two or three shows in a day. And sometimes I'm a, I'm, a, I'm on a show on which I'm not a regular performer, so I can go in and oh, yeah. you know, be a guest performer. Uh, so I've had that, the good fortune of doing that a couple of times, and it's fantastic. Uh, it's, there, there, there never can be too much work. Yeah. Um, if, it's really nice to have a problem where you don't know where you're going to find the time to fit the job in because it's you know it's a freelance job so you're you're grateful to work all the time absolutely and when you and you do more and then of course you do like amazing iconic characters and you're able to go to these conventions right how is it to like kind of just have people oh. just kind of see you and be like well, even though like it's, it's they just know your voice is like they also just they know you like well like like you you're kind <laughs> enough to say something to me and um we've met before and you reminded me of that <laughs> and i really appreciate that i i am incredibly fortunate to be in the position in which I find myself and uh, I've been really lucky that I've done you know four or five characters that I believe have kind of become iconic and um, I, I, and I work with people whom I choose to be my friends they're my personal friends and uh, now that I'm older and I've been around a while I get to meet people like you who have grown up listening to the characters I and others have done and we find that they've had a much bigger impact than we ever thought it's gone, it goes way beyond, for many people, way beyond uh, money or ratings or action figures. We find, I find, that uh, many of my characters have had a personal influence on somebody who's going through a tough time or where they went through, their parents went through a divorce or an illness or whatever. Or just a pure expression of, oh my God, my childhood was so happy because I love Pinky and the Brain, you know? And, so I, I love going to these conventions because I get to meet people and, and I want to do this as long as I can until I physically can't do it because yes. nice folks like you come up and talk to me and make me feel like what I've done is, has had some, some beneficial effect, you know? Absolutely. Uh, oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm still, I'm really nervous. Oh, and don't be. <laughs> I'm a middle-aged white guy, dude. No, it's okay. I mean, it's just, you, you look up to people and um, so... How many conventions do you think you do about like a whole year? I did 20 last year. This wow. year I'll probably I'll do probably 15 this year. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and yeah, honestly, I the only thing that prevents me from doing more I think is 
time and the fact that there are people who have had me to couple and they need to get somebody else in. I can't go to all of them because I totally understand that. It is not yeah. an inexpensive proposition for a promoter to bring us there. And, you know, he might have Billy West and Maurice and Tress and I there and then say, okay, I've had you guys for a couple of years. We love you, but we need to get John DiMaggio and Tara Strong and some other people in. And so uh, I, I wish I could go to every one of them every year. The people are so delightful. I meet people whom I've seen over and over again and they bring their kids. It's just, it's really, really great, Tyler. Really Absolutely. great. And one last question yeah. before you go. What does geekdom mean to you? Geekdom means that there is a place often uh, far removed from San Diego Comic-Con. But geekdom means that there's a place either at a, 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 in, in terms of being at a con or just in your community of friends in which you can be completely comfortable with who you are in terms of your uh, love for characters, your desire to dress up like them, your feeling of community. You don't have to worry about people making fun of you. This is a pure expression of appreciation and love for a medium and a culture that I find incredibly wonderful and, and very fortunate to be a part of it. I, I am eternally grateful for your listeners out there. <laughs> we really appreciate that you pay attention and that you've welcomed us into your... Uh, into your geekdom. Absolutely. It, it defines a whole generation. It does. And, it's so and I'm really great. proud to be part of it. Oh, yeah. And I'm, so are we. <laughs> great. Thanks, awesome. man. Awesome. Thank you so much. Again, that was, oh, oh my God, Rob Paulson. Thank great. You, buddy. Thank you so much. My pleasure, Absolutely. Bud. Thank you. And have a great con. You too. Thank you. Alrighty. That was Tyler, or me, who just <laughs> interviewed Rob Paulson. I am now sitting here with Dan and Samantha. Samantha is our guest star. She's from Girls Against Zebra on YouTube, and you can find them on Instagram, and everything is down below for all the information. Okay, you guys, so I know this was Samantha's first convention, and this was Dan's second Comic-Con? It's been, it was uh, five or six. That's I think it's been a while since I've been to one, though, so this was a, a big deal for me, and it was cool. I got to have a few sidekicks that didn't know what they were doing. Absolutely. In this segment right here, we'll probably just be focusing on what it was like, especially for Samantha to be there for the first time and Dan for the first time in a very long time. Because one thing, Comic-Con has changed exponentially in just a few years. Uh, so first off, let's get out of the way. Your first impressions of Comic-Con when you first walked in, what was your first either thought, emotion, or your level of anxiety? No anxiety, overwhelming excitement. All right. Overwhelming excitement. It's fantastic to see so many fans of different fandoms of all kinds. If you're a fan of one thing, it's going to be there, and it's just a good feeling to be surrounded by that. Uh, what was the first thing you actually saw when you got into San Diego or in that area? Well, we walked around downtown, and there's a lot of things going on outside of the convention center. Uh, that was on preview night. We didn't have admission to preview night. So we walked around town, got familiar with the area, lots of people walking around, it's really cool, really cool place to be. Wasn't it pretty different um, Wednesday and Thursday from a non-Comic-Con, non-real Comic-Con day from uh, Wednesday and Thursday, Thursday being the crazy starting of that week? Yeah, the first official day, you can definitely tell so many more people out and about, so many more people. It just grew and grew, and even the last day was really busy too, really packed. The really big thing about Wednesday, and we talked about this on the last part of the continuation 
was that a lot of people just don't really want to go in and nobody really wants to spend. A, it's more money now, and a lot of people just aren't willing to pay for it because it didn't cost anything before. You either just got it, and and also there was a lot less that were passed out. So more people came on Thursday morning or way late Wednesday night and just went to sleep, which is why Wednesday is such best day to do really anything. <laughs> a lot of the off-site stuff's not opened yet, but there's still a lot to do. Thursday was a very interesting morning for us, seeing how that was probably our most rocky day over at San Diego. First of all, the parking situation, we're getting familiar with that. Didn't really go as planned. Uh, it was just very, very crowded, more crowded than it was Wednesday. So uh, all you noobs out there, plan ahead for parking. We got a late start. It was kind of a casual filling the waters out, you know, kind of a day. So uh, Comic-Con has some unofficial reserve parking going on. It also kind of carried over this year. It wasn't a part of, of the Comic-Con International, but they are still working on trying to make deals and stuff to make it cheaper for everybody going down to like $12 a day. But of course the average was $40 and not only that, but it would fill up like that. Yeah. We talk about it actually on our last gathering, but oh, when Albert and I talk about like ways to prepare and stuff. So we definitely have a lot of good things for you. If you are definitely wanting to go next year for the first time, that is a very, very good podcast to listen to. If you are interested in going. We definitely learned from our first day there, and we got uh, a better strategy come Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. We ended up taking the trolley. Yeah, you learn really quickly uh, after like after you make like one or two mistakes at Comic Con. Like it, sink or swim, we it, were pros. It, it's the weirdest thing. Like you go to school and you're like, ah, all right, I got, uh, I did that wrong, and then it takes you a couple like quizzes or homeworks until you finally be like, okay, fine, I, I better learn this now. Or like you go to a job and like it takes you forever to get through training. You're like, oh, I kind of get it, but I don't really care and stuff like that. It's Comic Con where you're like, you're so invested into it. You're like, I need to, I need to find an alternative right now. <laughs> I think that's the best part of it. Is you're just like it's not even real. You're like it's not. You're not even yourself. You're just like you're like I, I. I'm gonna be a problem solver. I don't know what whatever I'm usually like. I'm just I'm stepping out of whoever I was before, and I'm going to better everything right now. <laughs> I gotta ask you, Samantha, because. We're talking about how yeah, it was kind of a rocky start, but it was such a crazy week, and we've done so many things. And I know you had a just a, a crazy ride and an amazing experience. Everything you can remember, what was the best experience you had? And I know that's an extremely tough question. I'm okay with three or four answers. <laughs> it is a very big question because I'm such a geek about a couple different things at Comic-Con that I got to experience. Uh, the thing that stood out the most, definitely still geeking out about it, uh, there was an Agent Carter fan, uh, flash mob, Agent Carter flash mob, and I happened to be cosplaying for the first time as Agent Carter on the day it was taking place. I had no idea. My friend ran into me. He was a photographer for the event, and he let me know about it. It was going to be over at the Marvel booth, where the stars from the show Agent Carter were signing, and we all got to go up on stage with them and take a photo, a big group photo. It was definitely really good to see so many fans of that show. And it's um, interesting how you started that story with the fact that you bumped into an old friend, and it's interesting when you get that many geeks and nerds together in one place, and Tyler, you know it's true, you bump into old friends and you make new friends. It's so crazy. I mean, you bumped into so many people, even though that was your first time there, not knowing who was going to be there. 
Right. There's so many people there that the chances of you seeing somebody that you know are kind of slim to none almost. Yeah. I remember my first Comic-Con. I'm still counting right now. I think I still talk to my 12 friends from the first Comic-Con. If I total everything up uh, before this year, I think I have around 40-something friends. After this year's Comic-Con, I probably have doubled it. I'm probably around 80, 80 to 90 friends now i ha- i made a friend from uh sydney australia uh met a couple guys from like, vancouver who are hopefully listening in i know you guys subscribe to us so hi that that's yeah it, it's amazing and it's surreal and when you keep going you're going to make more and more and more friends and the thing was i went by myself for like three years straight but i was never alone because one thing i already had a couple friends like my friends eric and amantha who i live actually in the same apartment complex and see, you know, quite often this whole group of where we would camp out and stuff. But you can hear all that from the last episode of and you the know continuation. What? Just like you just said, you said you went by yourself. Comic-Con, if you're a geek and you went, you're not alone, period. Nope. No matter, nope. no matter what. And you mentioned like in previous uh, continuations that your experience was very different than ours, uh, how you didn't go see any of the panels. You were very much away from that, you and Albert. Well, we actually got to experience a lot of them. And Samantha... We went through a lot of really awesome ones. Which ones were standout ones that you remember? Definitely the one that I was delighted for was the Supernatural panel. I don't know why. That that, that fan base is awesome. I love meeting Supernatural fans. I think they are really cool. I really want to get into the show. I just don't have the time for it. It's I, like it's just eight make seasons. Make the time. Make it. I, I really want to. I've, it's just, I, I still need to watch Breaking Bad, and that's really, really sad. After- we didn't really plan on going to the Supernatural panel, but we went, and it was just so amazing. We got what? into Hall H. That was Hall H Sunday, Sunday morning. We went through and sat through four different panels in Hall H, and it was brilliant. Again, her first time going, and she got through Hall H. And we didn't wait. We waited about maybe an hour to wow. get an hour, one. hour and a half or so. Definitely worth it. Definitely See, worth it. Hall H is getting better, or it got better this year because Marvel wasn't there. Like people who didn't even camp out got well, into Batman versus Superman, got it, to see the stuff. Also, we call that was a Sunday. Sunday Hall H is like yeah. people going to sleep after like not sleeping Actually, for the last Sunday days. Sunday used to be just as bad because they had that one was Doctor Who and Sherlock and also. Uh, I remember Heroes Supernatural and Supernatural. I remember Heroes was my first uh, year uh, Sunday Hall H or Ballroom oh, wow. Twenty, one of those. But it was definitely on a on a Sunday. Yeah. Um, that's cool because we did sit through the Heroes panel yeah. on Sunday as well. And you not being a Heroes fan, it was pretty awesome. It I, made me be a Heroes fan. I, yeah, I know. Just like Supernatural made me like want to look at <laughs> Supernatural, uh, Heroes Are Born was like my homecoming. It was my comeback again. Like That yeah. was that was my first time going. I think they said nine years ago. I think yeah. that's when it was there. It came back and they were acting like it was their first time there. The trailer looked great and you can get their reactions on the Instagram and Twitter. You guys pretty much made it be known, which is awesome. Yeah, I, I met a bunch of people. You guys went to amazing cons and got this. You, you had some great pictures and stuff like that. Great, great, awesome uh, footage and whatnot. So oh, it's been great. Also, the best part about that Agent Carter cosplay moment was that the panel before, the, the day before, we were actually at that panel and got to see not only Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but Agent Carter. How was that, Samantha? That was amazing. It was amazing. It was my first time seeing them like in real life and getting to hear them talk about how they're bringing the show back just really, really amped me up for the, the next season, especially when you didn't know they were going to come back yeah. or if they were going to come back. It was supposed to be a miniseries. I'm really glad how it's flourished. And Haley Carter was... Oh, <laughs> Haley <sorry>. Atwell. <laughs> Haley Atwell. <laughs> Haley Carter. Haley Atwell was amazing. Oh, yeah. She was... She's a riot. 
She, she's, she's smart. She like, loves she's the great. fans. She loves the character. She fought for the character. Anytime someone mm-hmm. would say something against the the character or mention something about her, she would be the first one to be like, "You know what? She is badass." I think she's one of my favorite actors in the Marvel in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So I completely agree. I mean, come on, you cosplayed. You went to Hall H. We got Ballroom ball Twenty. On your first on your first uh, experience of Comic Con. That's pretty great. And, and I have yet to. And this is my eighth year. You know what? Five minutes out of the trolley, she got someone to take a picture with her. Good job. And recognize really her. That was really exciting. I never thought I would experience that. That was really really exciting. And you did. And you and you get that thrill. And now and when it, you keep going, it's just gonna get better. Dude. And you know what? It it doesn't wear out. And that's the thing is like you guys will learn this and we'll probably talk about this in the next segment after this next interview. You will adapt as you keep going to this convention like me. I first went and I was big on just going to exclusives and seeing the big, big movie panels. And I was spent, I remember my first Comic-Con, I spent $1,700 on exclusives and I saw all the big movies. And then after that, or then I did kind of the same thing, but I went to more panels the second year and less money. And finally got to the point where I was just doing panels and no exclusives. And then now I've gotten to the point where I'm not buying exclusives or am I going to panels. Now I'm just going around and finding different things, parties and people and interviewing now, as you can tell from these podcasts. And you know what? No matter what you do, it's a completely different experience and you'll adapt. And you can always go, you can fall back or you can do whatever. It's always going to be fresh and something new and something cool for you to do. And there's so many offsite events where you can basically, yeah. there's a lot of people who got four day passes and they're like, you know what, halftime, I was, I was outside. I was in the offsite events. I was doing the secret stuff. Yeah, we enjoyed downtown uh, Gaslamp area and we even went into Petco Park and we saw the MTV Fandom Awards. That we saw was a free really concert. Cool. And really H- cool. Yeah, the Nerd HQ is just is great so there is a so much to do no matter what kind of you know experience you're wanting to do or if you just want to kind of change things up comic-con should never get old and you know what there's a lot of people who are like oh i can't handle it anymore it's too big well you're probably just doing the wrong things and you're going to the wrong places then they're doing things that are not making you happy you can change that at comic-con there are over 300 events going on in one day right so don't go there feeling like you have to do everything or you will get to do everything because you won't. You really have to pick and choose all you'll and do, you have to be okay with that. All you'll be is disappointed if you do that. So, alrighty. Our next interview is actually with me and Kevin Poling from comicwow.com. So please enjoy. All right, guys, this is Tyler and I'm here at Comic-Con. I'm here with... Uh, my name is Kevin Poling. I'm it, with comicwow.com. Yes, and what is comicwow.com? What we are is a media hub devoted to comics and the comic book industry. So basically what we do is a lot of our own original content that we put out um, at shows like this. What we do is we go get interviews, much like you're doing with me. We do them on video, though, so that we can post them on our YouTube channel. Yeah, we're cheap. I'm sorry about that. No, it's all good, Coming 2028. Yeah, no, this is great, you know. And uh, we also do... Uh, news and reviews so we review everything from comic books books TV shows movies products uh, we have a full production studio in-house and a 360 degree scanner that we can use for the product so that everybody gets a look at every side of everything all right and then we we also have a uh, social media hub associated with us comicwild.com you can go on log on just like Facebook kind of free to do but you can just start posting you can start blogging you can start putting up your own content on our site 
Okay, and check out everything that we have, plus what all of our advertisers are offering. All right, ComicWow.com. That yeah. sounds pretty awesome. So what drew yeah. you here exactly? What drew me to San Diego Comic-Con? <laughs> no, 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 hold on. Mostly the business aspect of yeah, having yeah. to do my job, Tom. Oh, no, I was just joking about the website. Like, yeah. It was all about comics and stuff like yeah. that. So what would you be your Comic-Con? That yeah. was a really horrible joke. No, and it's okay. I'm good. I'll fix this, I'll fix this in post. No, I'm no, not. I'm lazy. No, no, I'm don't. lazy. If you, if you fix this in post, I'll be sad. <laughs> I'll be nice. So comic Wow.com. <laughs> yeah, comicwow.com. No dash, no nothing. No, no, no. Here, it's just like that. We'll, we'll, we'll put a link on there. We'll put Comic a link wow. in the thingy. Yeah, no dash, no nothing. Comic Wow. Comic Wow.com. All right, Wow.com. Yes. All right, cool. Are you having fun? Yeah, having a great time. All right. Uh, we had our first San Diego Comic Con party last night. All right. Uh, we had a ton of people there. Um, they can tell you it was awesome if you find any of them. Or if, there's, uh, if they remember any of well, it. Well, uh, Mark Silvestri was one of them. Oh, snap. Todd Hopefully. McFarlane was there. Oh, God. Yeah, he was there, too. That's awesome. Um, we had the crew from Zenoscope there. Nice. A ton of other people. Uh, I had a really good conversation with the Chavo Guerrero, who is handling all the luchador talent for El Rey Networks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, new Lucha Underground show. That's awesome. So I'm looking forward to talking to him more about what we can do to help him promote on our site. Heck yeah. So yeah, man. I mean, if you get a chance over at the Headlock booth, okay, that the comic book, yeah. um, they should be over there at some point today Alrighty. if they haven't already gone for the day. Okay. But, uh, you know, Jerry Lawler's done some cover work for them as well. So, really? Yeah. And Alrighty. we interviewed him in Baltimore. You can check it out on comicwow.com. All of it on comicwow.com. Yes, that's correct. I, mean, I don't think we've said it enough. A couple more times, we got it. One more, comicwow.com. <laughs> All right. Wow, comics. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that's how that goes. No, I don't think no. Yeah, it didn't go. No, no yeah. that was a good try, Tyler. It, it, it was a good try. Yeah. He's <laughs> yeah. like, wow. Great gathering. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, it's been a lot of fun. Awesome. Yeah, cool. Thank you. Cool to see like, other people. And like we all we are all friends here. Everybody here is yes. here for a reason. We yes. met some really weird people. Like I just met Kevin. Uh, yeah. And I just <laughs> met Tyler, everybody. If you didn't know, he likes to talk a lot. Oh, just a little bit. Just a yeah, little just bit. Just a little. I'm hey, like, do you know what's really funny about this? What's up? On ComicWild.com, you can get that convention atmosphere all year round. Oh, really? Yeah, you know that lull where there's not a lot going on? Come to ComicWild.com and see what's happening. See, because if you go to my 20, apartment, I, I just... news feeds. If you go to my apartment, I just kind of steal, steal a little bit, like piece by piece of booths throughout the whole right? year to so just kind of set up my living room. It's oh, just no, like going cool, through a convention. because we're going to put a camera in there and <laughs> yeah. let you start doing your own little thing. <laughs> exactly. We're going to do like five minutes with Tyler and put it'll it be up like, on it'll the be, site. It'll be like Sybil, but me. <laughs> it'll be great. <laughs> People will finally get to see your face. You won't be hiding behind this microphone exactly. and this podcast. Well, my be mom, on real video. My mom says I have a what face for radio. What your mom says? Oh wow! Your mom still lives with you. You should kick her out. Uh, she, uh, excuse me. Yeah, she, no, she lives with me. Okay, that's what I'm saying. She still lives with you. No, she, I know how this goes. She, li she lives in the garage. Okay, hey, look, <laughs> in a cage. Look, I'm not gonna lie. And no offense to everyone this out weekend. there. But like most dork nerds, I lived at home until I was 30 something because it was easier. See, I'm so from, yeah, I, I'm my from parents Texas. lived with I, me for quite some time. I'm from Texas. I was able just to leave and I, I turned 18 and go, bye. I come out here. I'm like, oh, crap. I don't know how I'm going to live for two weeks. <laughs> oh, man, that's terrible. But you're doing well. Look at I you. Am. I you am. You look I, like you've eaten today. That's I did. Good. I had Subway. Yeah. Eat fresh. Like mm, Subway. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jared. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 that was funny. That was amazing. All right. All right. Too soon? I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank I'm you, sorry. Kevin, from what was it again? It's comicwow.com. Comicwow.com. Wow. Yeah. All 
All right. ComicWow.com. Yeah. Uh, yeah. ComicWow.com. Tyler, it's not hard. It's not you hard. Can do it. It's not. I, I you will can do, do it. it. Just read it. Just read it. <laughs> I don't. ComicWow. I forgot how to do all that. All right. You're going to fix all that in post. Yeah, I, yeah right? I'm going to fix all that. reading. Okay. I need to get. All right. Yeah. After the surgery, you I should guys be able should, to read You guys again. should be here, though. You should see him. He's like, he's like freaking out, all giggly and stuff. Glasses everywhere. Oh, that's just be normal. Yeah, no. His shirt's all unbuttoned. He's like on a disco show. You know it. It's nuts. Oh my gosh! No, it's just, crazy. You're just lucky my pants crazy. are on at this moment. Oh uh, my god! No, we are not doing pantsless Thursday. <laughs> oh wait, it's Sunday. It is Sunday. Oh, pantsless it's sockless Sunday. Sunday. Oh, it is sockless. Sunday. Oh, I didn't get the memo. I'm wearing Why not? socks. No, oh my gosh! I'm man. too old to not wear them. This is uh, comicwow.com. Okay, yeah, and that was only supposed to be five minutes. <laughs> it I doesn't matter. This is way too much fun. I hope everybody right, enjoys good, this. Man. Crap. Hey, it was a pleasure meeting you. It's a pleasure you, meeting you, sir. And I look forward to seeing you on comicwow.com. Absolutely. Set up your free profile. Take advantage of all we have to offer and start posting your stuff. Because having your podcast, we'd love to put you on. Oh, hell you know yeah. I'm, I'm totally down yeah, for that. Yeah, you've made it. So find us on comicwow.com. And he finally gets it. Absolutely. Thanks, Tyler. Thank you so much. Have Kevin. a good one. So that was me interviewing Kevin Poling. Right now, I am with... Dan. And... Samantha. Still from... <laughs> Girls, ag- <laughs> girls against zebra. Dealing okay. with the aftermath of Comic Con. Absolutely. So first off, do you guys have post Comic Con blues? Definitely, definitely. You you know you spend so much time there. You wake up, it's go 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 every day, and then all of a sudden, boom, you're back to reality. You have to go back to work. There's things you have to do, and it's just like less magical, less magical. Yeah. I feel I feel like my shoulder is filling the comic or comic-con blues it's my shoulder is not feeling good after carrying that bag and carrying so much swag after swag (laughs) after swag it just got heavier throughout the days (laughs) i think for me and i kind of talk about this a little bit on the part one of the continuation um with my answer about geekdom this one has hurt me really really badly has been a big impact on me i got to see a completely different side of it that i didn't know about for eight years i met and got socially uh intimate with people who I've looked up to over the years and experienced these things in a completely different manner and just walking around exploring. I felt like it's kind of a celebrity and confidence level and this boost when I go to these places. But at this one, especially I was saying hi to everybody. And what we were talking about before in this last segment on this uh, podcast, we, we were talking about like all the people that are there and you know, you can make friends very easily. And if you go by yourself, you can make a friend or two. Whenever I saw anybody by themselves, I would say hi to them or be like, how are you doing? And then if it got, if it turned into a conversation, the better. And I, that's how I met some of these friends. Like the, like Alicia from Sydney, Australia. I was just like, hey, how are you doing? Oh, oh, are you doing anything right now? Oh, that's cool. Well, where are you from? Oh, you're from Australia. Hey, why don't you hang out with us? Come out, come hang out with us. And we hung out for like a good hour, walked around and we went to a couple of bars. And it was like it was with me, Albert and uh, Dan. Yeah, I mean, it was, yeah, it was fun. It was, it was. Unfortunately, that was a crazy night, and, and I we was could doing not that, find a place. And I was doing that constantly. I was talking to everybody I could. I mean, and you can tell when there's people by themselves. Not that they, like, they don't look lonely, they don't look sad, but they just kind of look kind of lost and, like, I wish I had a partner, like, kind of thing. But not really loneliness. What would you, how would you, you would, see, you're not, you would see people by themselves. You're, they don't look lonely. Yeah, you're look? not by yourself in Comic-Con. You can't be by yourself in Comic-Con, but... I, I get that there's that feeling like like there's a party going on and am I invited? Yeah. You're just unsure of it. That's what it is. You're just like you're not you don't feel excluded or alone. You're just more of just like I'm aware of everything. I just don't know how to kind of be a part of it because this is my first time. And, like, and it's, it's so like, big. It's like yeah, you go to a party for a first time and you're just like, see, like I was I was invited and these people do like me, but 
how can I joke with them? Like, what what kind of level of joking? Can I just be straight up crude, or should I be like a little sweet and innocent, or should I be like this or awkward? Like, that's it, kind of like what it is at, at Comic Con. And when I see anybody like that, I automatically go and try to say hi to them or something, or just you know at least make them feel like, hey, you know what? Somebody actually noticed me. And every time I saw a cosplay, whether it was good or not, I would always go by and tell them, that's amazing. You look great. Congratulations. And stuff like that. Every single cosplay I would see. Um, anybody who tried really, really hard and it looks phenomenal to somebody who didn't. It looks like they may have tried very hard and it just turned out really, really crappy. I would just do it just to boost anybody up. I mean, the whole thing about Comic-Con, especially with me, is I really want everybody to have a good time just like I am. And making people feel good makes me feel good. I feel like uh, this year was especially different for you because the way you're talking about it and the way I saw, you know, we bumped into each other a few times. You look like you were a part of Comic-Con. Not that it was there and you happened to be there, but you were now somehow the Comic-Con was a living force and it was moving and you were a part of it. You became a participant of Comic-Con itself. Yeah. Is that how you feel? Absolutely. And now that that has all been ripped away, I'm going back to real life. I am so lucky to have this podcast network and this family that we've created, this, you know, this cast of characters and these people who, you know, we all depend on each other and we're trying to grow, make something grow. And we have a new logo, if you can't tell. So we've debuted a little bit of it. We're still getting everything a little bit tweaked out, but we got it and it looks great and we love it. But going back to real life where you don't get up in the morning, you don't look, you know, be like, hey, you have that, I have that realization. I'm not meeting 100,000 people today. I'm going out and meeting maybe Fred, you know, Velma and Scooby-Doo. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but, <laughs> but like I'm, a, I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to be able to meet these people who I have this strong connection with because everybody's connected there. You go into real life and especially uh, the two places I work at, people who go into those places, the, the demographic that those jobs you know, kind of attract, do not really appease to my social needs because I'll be like, oh, yeah, like I'll, somebody would be wearing a Batman shirt, be like, oh, cool, you're wearing Batman, you like Batman? Uh, yeah, sure, I just got back from the gym. Like, yo, I have nothing in common with you whatsoever. Have a good day now. And uh, <laughs> I feel like um, for a lot of people going into Comic Con, uh, for a lot of people, it's their first time. It's, it's a new experience. They don't know what to do. It's overwhelming. Uh, for others, it's a vacation. They go and it's a week in San Diego. They get to have fun and relax. For some people, it's all business. It's uh, all business. It's all professional. It's all getting stuff done. It's all about networking, uh, getting your, your venue in and out. And for some people, like you, I feel like it's a gathering. Yeah. It's literally this one time, not all the time, but it's this one time where people get together and you feel like you're home. This is this podcast network is exactly what I'm trying to do all year round. Comic Con's only here once a year. I want this to kind of make people feel like, yeah, you're listening to people talk, but I want people to be talking about us and just kind of really, really praise geekdom, no matter what. I I, I want to get away and I, I I will you know insult a couple of geekdoms and stuff like that. But you know what? I respect them all. Like I do not like Twilight and I think it's insane. But do I respect it and its fans? I respect its fans like amazingly. If you like Twilight, go you. Like I never want to put them down. If you if you like other things that I don't like, like I'm so many geeks and so many people love Terminator series. I am not a Terminator fan, and I you know, but I respect everybody. I don't watch a lot of Doctor Who, but I respect the hell out of everybody. And I want this to. I just want listening to this, or at least this becoming something of more of a gathering and a society to where everybody kind of feels like it's Comic Con all the time. Where hopefully we'll have a website with forums and have 
outings and stuff like that. This is my this is my dream is to kind of make Comic-Con a reality all year round for people. And no matter where you're from or what you're doing, there's always going to be like places or an escape for you to go to. And if maybe perhaps we can be that escape. And yeah. that's what I want. Celebrate geekdom, whether or not it's our cup of tea or not. Samantha, <laughs> do you have anything to say? She's uh, she's against zebra right now. So anyway, we're <laughs> there's a zebra in the room. That's what it is. There's a zebra. Oh in the no, room. no zebras, please. <laughs> not again. <laughs> okay. Uh, any last words about next year, or y'all? What would you do differently next year? Okay, one thing I would do differently next year for sure is definitely try to meet to actually meet Stanley. Hopefully, I got to see him which was one of the highlights. It was one thing I really wanted to do is just see him. I've never seen him or met him in real life. But, you know, I, I got to see him. I actually got a selfie with him for free. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty sneaky. But definitely try pretty to actually sneaky, meet him. sis. Yeah. I'd also probably like to go to the masquerade next year, too. I really like seeing everyone's cosplays, all their hard work they put into all their... It definitely pays off for everyone. I think it would be really cool to see that. For me, I think being able to go and have a set schedule that that's what I'm going to do. Like have this set up. Um, like I told you, I haven't been there for a long time. So to be able to go again, I miss it and I want to go again. And I want to be able to get tickets early. I want to be able to be one of those people that are planning for it, can't get, you know, getting ready, saving up money, getting those resources and clothing and designs and kind of planning your trip to this gathering. That's what I want to get ready for next year. All right. It looks like I'm, I have a whole thing ahead of me because this year just kind of skyrocketed so much and it's been a huge game changer. And yeah, hopefully you guys will be seeing big differences and big things coming from us very soon. I believe that'll be it for this little, uh, and I think that this is a good place to end this segment. Please enjoy this next interview with Dan Fogler from Fanboys, Kung Fu Panda. He's balls been of in Fury? so many things, and Balls of Fury, and now been casted in the new Harry Potter spinoffs. So enjoy this next interview, and we will be back. Alrighty, this is Tyler, and I'm here live again with Dan Fogler, and he is here to promote a new comic book, which is called Brooklyn Gladiators. It looks awesome so Thanks, what got you into comics uh, when I was a little kid um, I just uh, my grandmother used to get us comics every Saturday morning we whenever we would go over to her place there'd be a stack of comics waiting because she would you know pr uh, she wanted to uh, promote reading yeah and, and and I and she succeeded <laughs> I, I just I love comic books uh, <laughs> and and I went on to start, you know, learning to draw from copying comic books and and making my own little comic books when I was a kid, writing them and yeah. playing the Marvel game and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Dragons and oh yeah. Oh, yeah. you, you played Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah, and, awesome. Mar and the Marvel game was just like that. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and, cool. Uh, basically, you'd have to create your own characters, you know, which was the first step to a lot of. Yeah, like to do like a major creative process for movies for anything, you know. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, okay. yeah, so what, uh, Brooklyn Gladiator. So what? What is it basically about? So Brooklyn Gladiator is uh, takes place uh, twenty years in the dystopian future. Um, you can imagine if you turn the dial up on the weather. Yeah. Uh, the tides are, you know, the the, the water levels are in, in so insane that we have to build a wall around America. Um, there are microscopic nanites that are building everything. They put these nanites in a serum into the cops. Huh. 
and uh, they become like super soldiers. They don't have to eat or sleep or, you know. Um, and uh, so our hero, and it's basically a military state. No one has any rights. Yeah. And no one cares. They're, they're, they're just trying to keep everything, like, yeah. civil. Well, yeah, they're just trying to keep everyone um, dumbed down inside yeah. of this behind the wall and safe, you know. Okay. And uh, But no one knows what's outside of the walls, you know. And, and our guy... Or what's really going on? They're they're filled, you know, just like we are. The dial turned up on our own media. Whatever is filtered to us, you know, as to how people outside of our walls feel about us. Um, you know, it's a it's a it's a commentary about the same thing. So um, our hero uh, John Miller is kind of like the Robin Hood, modern day Robin Hood of this world. He's an underground um, martial arts fighter and. Uh, and um, he basically uh, goes out of his way to break every rule possible. <laughs> and, um, that's awesome. He's like a hero to the people, <laughs> tries to start a revolution. And, okay. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm completely sold. So who's the artist on it? There's a couple different. The cover is done by Glenn Fabry, who did the Preacher covers. Oh, yes. Um, and awesome. uh, so it's just gritty and delicious. Yeah, um, I, 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 yeah it looks uh, awesome. The main, <laughs> the main artist is Tom Hodges. He does a lot of Star Wars stuff. And um, and people like Derek Robertson from The Boys uh, contributed, and that's cool. That's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's something I haven't heard in a couple of years. That's great, yeah, awesome, yeah, man. Yeah. Okay, cool. And uh, one thing, congratulations on the huge news, uh, the movie news, which is great. Oh, thanks, and yeah. what else is in the works with you? Um, well, you know, it's funny. I there's a show, there's this TV show called Billions on on uh, Showtime. Yeah. I'm, that I'm supposed to be a part of. Uh, <laughs> at least I, I'm in it for the pilot episode. I was supposed to have some more episodes, but um, the new movie may just <laughs> push Gosh, all that yeah. out of the way. You know. Well, it's yeah. So, oh man. Yeah. So you know, you're like, I was like, you like, actors are like a lot like squirrels. You know. <laughs> Just <laughs> gathering all their nuts, you know, and then something <laughs> like a gigantic ed corn comes and oh, it's just man. all your plans are now this. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah, especially yeah. Especially a project like that big. You're just yeah. like, Oh, this like bomb. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I'm so happy to see you on the screen. Like I, I I always thought you were great every time I saw you, man. I, or anything on the screen, and I'm like, nope, this is it. Like, honestly, like I, I Kung Fu Panda is one of my favorite films and I just like it just like here I was like, Yes, that's Dan Vogler's awesome, man. I'm so glad it uh uh, anyway, so um, so how many conventions have you gone to? Are you, are you doing? Well, I, I've been coming to the. I mean, I used to come as a kid uh, sporadically, but I've been coming to San Diego straight for since like 2005. Wow, awesome! Yeah. You beat me. <laughs> that's great. <Yeah. laughs> oh man, that's awesome. And last question, so I can let you go. What does geekdom mean to you? Uh, geekdom is kind of like um, that feeling that you'd get during some kind of uh, you know Saturday afternoon cartoon <laughs> Christmas special. Ah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I know exactly that what you're tingly saying. Tingly warm. I don't have any homework to do. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have any I don't have shit to do tomorrow. All I have to do <laughs> is sit here and just be in the moment with this new cartoon that no one else has seen before. <laughs> that is probably my favorite delicious thing in the world. <laughs> that feeling that people have, you know, that's that the heart and the core of why all these people are wandering around. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> That's awesome. That's the best answer so far, man. Hands down. T totally accurate. Awesome. Thank you so much, Dan. Sure. And we'll look for you. We're going to look out for this. Uh, it is Brooklyn Gladiator out right now. I'm buying it right now. Thank you so much, Dan. Thank sure, you so brother. much. And then happy conning. All right, that was me interviewing Dan Fogler, and I am sitting here now with Dan, Samantha, and Evan. And before we go, we want to ask you what we've been asking every single interview is, what does geekdom mean to you? Geekdom is a society of people that are weird, that are different, that are very much of their own category. And it doesn't matter what anyone else says doesn't matter what anyone else believes. Uh, you're going to keep doing what you're doing. Uh, that is geekdom. That is what Comic-Con is all about. I agree. Uh, just to add to that, I feel like it's a culture where you can just like what you like and express yourself through that. You can like various genres of different things. And like Dan said, it doesn't matter, you know, what people think. You just kind of do what you do. And that's that's what it's all about. All right. And Evan? Uh, geekdom for me, I guess it's a acceptance of being into something. The best version of geekdom is always where everyone's okay with you liking something, uh, whether they like it or not, but they want to hear about why you're so interested in, to, in it. Uh, for me, like Junk Food Cinema Podcast is a good example of that, where they bring up movies that I don't necessarily always think are good, but I love listening to them as to why they love it. So that's what geekdom is for me. Why does someone love something? All right. That's a great answer. Thanks for tuning in. You can check out our other shows and offerings available on iTunes and podbean.com. Rate and review us. Please send any comments or questions to grandgeekgathering at gmail.com. Stay updated and informed by following us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch TV. The show has been brought to you by the Grand Geek Gathering Network. You can also find me, Samantha Salazar, and my best friend, Talina Chikami, on two platforms, on YouTube and Instagram under Girls Against Zebra. Have a great week, and GGG! Comic-Con, I miss you. Come back. <laughs> <laughs>